Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome here. Welcome uh, this morning to Breakthrough City Church. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, you guys could join us. <clears throat> so, uh, um, we're doing a Facebook Live this morning and uh, we look forward to see everyone very soon. Um, so welcome here, welcome to those who are busy joining us right now and those who are going to watch also the, the recording on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So uh, we trust that you're going to be blessed. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's, uh, hopefully the sound is not too loud. Uh, hopefully we can adjust it if necessary. Um, and uh, may you be ministered to by the Holy Spirit this morning. Um, I, I pray that just as you're joining us right now, that you'll become so aware of just the presence of God, even as I came to sit here. My heart started just to, just leaning into just His presence and I desire that you this morning just will encounter him right now where you're at and that he'll minister to you and uh, whether you might be sick or a family member sick or may, maybe you know a certain situation in business or work, we trust for uh, <coughs> just that you'll be refreshed this morning uh, from wherever, whatever part of the world you might be watching, whatever city or village, welcome here. Um, and may you really just encounter the living God this morning. So, uh, this morning I want to share a word with you, which is, uh, I've touched on these similar things, but we always need to go re-look at some of the things that we've shared in the past. And there's, you know, just one of the things I've just felt the Lord's just placed in my heart is um, the whole thing about um, God's, the, the abiding peace of God in our lives and you know if I look around and I look at situations all across um, the nations and I see what people are busy uh, going through, I see what people in local churches are busy working through at the moment, I see what unbelievers are busy going through then we truly need um, the peace of Jesus Christ He's the Lord of pre uh, Peace, He's the Prince of Peace and I trust that this morning that the Prince of Peace will come and minister to you in your situation um, right now. So, firstly, I want to just say that, um, you know, the enemy works hard to keep us in a stressed situation. And you might be in a stressful situation right now, and, uh, and that's what the enemy is going to try and do. You might be sitting with anxiety at the moment or fears, um, and... Um, you know, just more and more, I just realized that this is temporary what we're going through. All this is temporary what we're busy going through. And, uh, you know, if we live for eternity, uh, if you're in Christ, if you received Him as your Lord and Savior, then for eternity you'll spend with Him, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. And those who have received Christ, we will all uh, be with Him. Um, and uh, those who have not yet made a decision, then, then my, my call of my heart this morning would be that you turn your heart to Jesus and invite Him in as your personal Lord and Savior. 
He's the only one that can give you the peace you're looking for. The presence of His love is so tangible. And may you just experience His tangible love for you this morning. Um, my prayer is for even family members of people busy watching. If you have a loved one which doesn't know Jesus yet, then this is my prayer. Even I prayed earlier on that they may come to know Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior because He is the true Prince of Peace. You know, the world tries to give peace and uh, the peace of the world is actually what the world says is the absence of conflict but that is not what peace is um, peace is a person uh, his name is Jesus and uh, uh, if you know him he can give you that peace uh, which passes all understanding so that's, that's my heart's desire for each one this morning um, you know the um, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's, it's very difficult to operate um, and out of a place uh, of, of health uh, when you have a lot of uh, anxiety and fear in your life. And maybe this morning you op you know, you're trying to operate in your life or through your life. Um, and, and the thing is, when we operate out of fear and anxiety, we actually lose our creativity. We lose, we lose the ability to be who God is created us to be and we become sometimes something else or we are responsive or reactive in a way that um, doesn't carry or reflect the Prince of Peace in our lives, isn't that so? Uh, it might be at your place of work, it might be in a family certain uh, situation um, and later uh, our creativity is lost of being who God has called us to be because of the fear. So um, God wants to express Himself through you and me. And um, He wants us to do it out of this place of peace. Alright? Um, I want to give you some good news this morning. And we all work on this because, you know, sometimes I, I find uh, in a certain type of the, time of the day or a certain situation in the day, and it's like, you know, where's my peace gone? Because there are, there are so many challenging situations externally present that um, it's like, where's my peace gone? And I have to go look, and look at where did my peace go? Where did I lose that peace of the presence of God in my life? And I want to just touch on this uh, this morning. Um, the good news is this, is that we can actually live a life free of, of anxiety and stress and fear. We can actually live a life like that. And I will refer to you now shortly uh, out of the book of uh, Philippians. And we know that Paul wrote this actually when he was in jail. So um, I've been sharing with some people even in this week that uh, if I look at a lot of people in the Bible, in the Bible times, um, it was really in a chaotic term, turmoil time. We knew that the, uh, Israel was under occupation of um, the Romans and they were really just uh, what they used to do was really just really bad and um, you know in the midst of that there was the peace and the joy and I think we are definitely in much better circumstances than those times um, but we have the same God the same Prince of Peace Jesus and he's available for you and me this morning 
So, um, you know, there's the story of which we all refer to just now where Jesus is heading to the cross. And uh, while he's, he knows he's going to be crucified, he actually starts to go and give thanks. Right? He's, he's going into the stressful situation, he starts to give thanks. Okay, So that's a key we'll get to just now. Um, and, you know, we, we see as examples, like I said, Jesus as well as Paul, that were in certain situations, but they model a lifestyle in the midst of this anxiety and stress. They actually model a lifestyle. And um, the Word of God is true. And there's many examples in the Word of God which actually um, reveal to us actually how we can actually also walk. Alright, so... Uh, um, what I want to say is that there's a mindset um, that comes to us when our mindset is renewed, when we start to see the way Jesus sees and the, what, the way Jesus did things, and we can change our mindset to that, we start to see in a different way. All right, so um, I just want to say this morning is that uh, each one of us have been made so uniquely. You, you, you've been made so uniquely, uniquely just to be able to express yourself. And uh, so just be you who God made you to be, all right? So the enemy, um, the thing about the enemy is that he becomes very nervous um, when you're able to tap into your first love, all right? So if you can tap into your first love, relationship with Jesus the enemy gets very nervous when that starts happening because you start becoming creative and you're able to live beyond and above certain situations and emotional challenges so a very important key and I shared with this a few weeks ago it was the first message I was sharing this year as a really foundation again is, is the love of God your first love the first love, the love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was the first love. And with that love, He has loved you. And with that love, He wants us to love Him. So, there's His first love. And uh, um, the, the thing that, that affects us or infects us is anxiety. Anxiety and fear always infects love. Alright, so just think about this. If love is the foundation, it's the nature of who God is. If we can allow anxiety and fear to influence that love, what we experience from God, it starts to affect the way we start um, living out our lives towards others around us. So whether that's in business, whether that's in your family, this is what starts to manifest. Alright, you can't be anxious and keep the fiery love of God in your life. You can't be anxious and have this fiery love. Um, you see, because anxiety, um, what it does, anxiety is, is, is exalting another um, ideal over what he has promised. So when I'm anxious for something, I'm actually exalting something else um, higher uh, than what my love or his love is for me. So... Um, this is what happens. We suddenly start to become cold. We suddenly start to become cold with the people around us. We suddenly start to reflect not the things of that world 
um, of heaven on earth, we start to reflect the things of this, what's happening in the atmosphere around us, alright? So, um, what, what happens when I uh, uh, submit my, myself to the fears and anxiety, I'm actually giving my thoughts over to um, that what is inferior to the Lord. Alright, so I'm giving over my, 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 my attitude, my heart, to something which is inferior to the, uh, than the Lord when I submit to uh, anxiety and fear. Now, Revelations um, chapter 2, you can go read it. You know what it says here. This is interesting because it's the, the church of Ephesus. And this is the story uh, about the, the church of Ephesus. And um, the, 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 it's referring to where he says, I mean, just remember the church of Ephesus was probably the most powerful New Testament church that we read about. They were in, in giftings and the moving of the Holy Spirit working through people. But um, uh, the message that comes, what the Lord is saying to him, he said, this thing I have against you, that you've left your first love. Alright? So this is important. Because the gifts can still manifest through you, but do you still have that love, the first love in your life? Alright? So, um, that what you burn with... Um, you don't burn with any more, is what he's saying uh, to them, what, what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. That's what you're burning with. You don't have it anymore. And this is, I really believe, so important as the church in the time we live in now, is that really is coming back to our first love. Alright, so every thought comes from, and we've preached about this, every thought you and I have, uh, or every response we have, comes from fear or from love. Remember, every thought that comes, is it from fear or is it from love? My response as well. Is it out of fear or out of love? And that's important to know. So, if the enemy can get me to compromise my first love, he can get me to compromise my sense of identity in Christ. Alright? So, fear and anxiety, what it does is it causes me to actually lose sight of the authority that God has given me and the tools that He's given me, and uh, um, I suddenly lose sight of all these skills and tools and giftings because of fear and anxiety. Have you seen that you're in a certain situation and you don't know what to do because you're distracted from actually strength inside you? That's what anxiety and fear does. And we suddenly start becoming, you know, we freeze uh, in a certain situation or we, we just, um, you know, we, we start to fight and become aggressive in a certain situation or we flee from situations. And that's how we respond in the wrong way to fear, alright? So perfect love casts out all fear. So our love with God and that awareness of Him gives us a strength that we can stand firm in the times of trials and tribulations because we're going to have them. Um, and, and please understand this. We're going to have trials and tribulations. We're going to have, on this side of eternity, we're going to experience what we experience now. But the key is that Jesus has given us tools and ability to walk in this life with all the challenges, with all the battles. We can walk with the strength of knowing His love. 
because this is a foundation. It is something we can stand on that doesn't get shaken. Amen. So, many times, uh, um, you know, we go through a certain situation and, uh, you know, just sometimes you need to go back in the day and you have to look at, well, where did I lose my peace? Where did I lose a peace? You know, I, this morning I woke up and I had peace and where's it gone? So this is important to actually then look, where did I lose my peace? And um, you see, it can be that um, you, you maybe had access to information. Maybe you had a telephone call, maybe you had an email and, or um, maybe a certain situation that you thought about, about your child about, um, you know, your business, your finances, that information has come and suddenly you don't have peace. So sometimes you've got to take a few steps back and think, well, where did I lose my peace? Where did I, why did I become anxious? And, and what is important then is to understand this, that, um, is that you have embraced something which is inferior uh, to the to to what the word of God says, what the what the word of God says about your and my lives. We've embraced something inferior, and we're holding on to it, and it's shaking. All right, because it is not God's word over my life. So, what do I need to do if I suddenly experience a certain situation? So, um, you know, um, the important thing is even with me this morning sharing uh, with you this word is actually start to go and apply and start to practice it. So. What I'm sharing with you is things that I've been doing also and having to learn to do in my life is, okay, yes, information that's come. Remember, fear has to do with control. So now I want to control the situation that I'm busy going through. This information came through. It can be factual, all right? But truth is higher than facts. So it can be factual. It can be, well, you know, this email says this, or this person phoned me about that, or this business thing, whatever happened here, or this uh, sickness over here. It can be factual, and we all have those things. But what we need to do is, I, we need to go get that peace, and to know the peace and the presence of God again, all right? And so I need to repent. I need to change the way uh, I think. I need to walk myself back and pick up my peace, um, why? Because peace is my possession. Peace is your possession. Alright? So I need to go back to the place and say, Okay, Lord, I want to become aware of your peace and your presence. Even though this is this demanding, this is coming against me, this pressure's on me, I'm going to walk back to the place of peace with you right now. And this is something that you and I need to practice daily. Because we are born in a battle. And there's always a spiritual battle busy taking place. But there comes a time where... We, we need to possess our inheritance. Our Jesus is our inheritance. Because we are His inheritance. Amen. He is our peace. So, I need to repent my way back. Now, peace in the kingdom, just what I said earlier on, is not the absence of something, uh, but it is the presence of someone. Alright? So peace in the kingdom is not the, the, the absence of something. Well, you know, there's no turmoil now in the world or in my city or in my family situations or this or that. It is a person. It's his presence. It's his peace. It's not the absence of conflict. Alright? This side of eternity is not the absence of conflict. It is my response to the person, Jesus Christ. Alright? So peace 
is a person. Just remember that peace is a person. And that is important to remember. So the abiding presence of the Spirit of God in my life, this is important because He is my peace, alright? It is my felt awareness. The felt awareness of Jesus. This is important. And um, I want to say one thing to you is that the world peace, what I said to you, is always the absence. You know, I, I, immediately when I was busy working with this, I was thinking about uh, what was it, Miss Congeniality. Some of you have seen that movie. You know, it's about world peace. All right. And you know how it goes further on. You know, the, the beauty queens come out and they say, well, we want world peace. And that's almost like the line the world says. But the world is longing for peace. What they're longing for is actually not the way they see it. It is the kingdom of Jesus Christ on earth as it is in heaven. All right? So this is true peace. The kingdom of God. When the presence of God comes in the situation. And this is what it is about in the kingdom. Okay? So in the midst of chaos. Just like I mentioned about even in the Bible times. There was this peace that even Paul had. There is this peace that, that Jesus uh, just had and he walked in because he knew the Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Okay, So you, um, you have to, uh, you, you have not, the Word of God says this, I think it's in James 4, 2, something like that. But it says, you have not because you ask not. Alright? You have not because you ask not. Now, pray, prayerlessness. What does prayerlessness do? Remember, prayer is a conversation. You have not because you ask not. So prayer is what? Or prayerlessness is what? Prayerlessness creates lack. You hear what I say? Prayerlessness creates lack. How much time are you praying? Um, so for me, that um, there's certain disciplines, yes, to put in your life and that concerning even prayer time. But I want to say that it becomes a lifestyle, that you're talking with God all the time, wherever you're at. So um, the thing is, when Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. If we are praying, we are having a conversation with God, we are speaking to Him. If we are not doing that, we create lack. Alright, you with me? So... Pray. Now, this is quite interesting. Uh, um, Jesus says to his disciples, pray that you do not enter temptation. Alright? So, if, if, there's, uh, if I'm prayerless, what happens? I will enter temptation for which I have no grace for. So, a lot of us, because of lack of of prayer or prayerlessness we enter into temptations we enter into battles we shouldn't have entered into amen so prayerlessness creates a battle that i did not need to fight okay so let's have a look at uh, the book of philippians if you want to turn with me uh, philippians chapter 4 well-known verses here i'm going to look from verse 4 to verse 7 so philippians verse 4 4 to 7. Alright, it says here, verse 4, it speaks about pray over everything. Alright, pray over everything. Verse 4 says, 
Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Right? But in everything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Right? Through prayers and supplications, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, we'll get to verse 8 just now. So, the thing is this, is that when I'm praying and asking, I'm forming a military guard around myself. When I'm busy in prayer, I'm actually, I'm speaking the will of God and his angels are sent on assignment and hedging around me. Alright, so you and I have a role to play in this. Okay. Um, thankfulness. In the night, listen to me. Jesus is about to be crucified. This in, and this is at night time. And there's this thankfulness in the night that... That Jesus is about to be betrayed and uh, is about to be crucified and uh, betrayed by his disciples. And it speaks about this thankfulness that he had. Now, this is quite interesting. You see, um, when the soldiers came to kill Jesus, when he was on the cross, um, when the soldiers came to kill him, the two, remember the, 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 the murderer and the thief, they were still alive, but Jesus was already dead. So the soldiers came to check, is he dead? And Because uh, the, what they would do is they would otherwise break their legs and they would just suffocate very quickly. And uh, yet it was prophesied, no bone will be broken. Alright, so what happens? They come to Jesus and what we know is that Jesus is already dead on the cross. Why? Because of the weightiness of sin. The Word of God says that Jesus became sin. He took the sin upon my sin and your sin upon himself. Alright? And uh, um, the thing is this, is that Jesus became the sin. That what the Father despised, so that we could become that what the Father actually delighted in. So when, when, when uh, Jesus went to the cross and He took your and my sin upon Himself, and that what the Father despised, He became. And we took what the Father desired in Christ. We receive. Okay, so the weightiness of sin is what what was so heavy upon Jesus that the soldiers didn't even have to kill him because he had died already because of that weightiness. Okay, so in the most difficult of times, the most difficult moment in all of humanity, there where Jesus took the burden of billions of billions of people on this earth, he took it upon him. In that moment. The Bible says, and Jesus gave thanks. Jesus gave thanks. Amen. You see, Jesus sets the model of what to do in very difficult situations that we face. He sets an example what we need to do. Alright, so let's have a look. Yeah, let's read through... From verse 6 to 8 again. So it says here, 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Then verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, uh, meditate on these things. Alright? So, the promise is, in these verses here, is that His peace will protect you and me. Okay? Pray over everything. Give thanks. Make your supplications known unto the Lord. And the promise is here, His peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. You know, a lot of us want to figure everything out. That's the will. Everything needs to be figured out. But, you know what it says, God's peace comes, even though you and I don't understand. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So it's not information that gives you peace. It is the presence of Jesus that gives you and me peace. Amen? Our responsibility is firstly what? Your my responsibility is firstly prayer. And secondly, what we choose to think about. So our first response is prayer through prayers and supplication. Make a request known unto the Lord. Alright? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So we first uh, give prayer. And what is important then, because we'll touch on that now, is what we think about. Because what we think about is what we agree to many times and what we receive. Remember, thoughts are words which haven't yet been expressed. Jesus says, words are spirit and life. If thoughts are words that haven't been expressed yet, then it is spirit words. So if you and I are thinking about a lot of things, because the Bible says about Lucifer, he thought in himself that he'll send, ascend to the throne most high. So what you think is what you become, and he became the devil. So make sure what you meditate on. Make sure the conversations that you're having in your head. Make sure the, confirm, uh, the, the conversations you're having with the telephone or the email or the bill that you got. Because you're having a conversation, well, I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that, I don't know how I'm going to make it at the end of the month, I don't know how I can pay for this, you know, um, the economy is like this. Well, maybe that conversation you have in the spirit and lot that is happening there is the thing that is stealing your peace. So the first tool is through prayer. Bring these things to the Lord. Alright? Speak what God is saying. Secondly, the thing is, is that make sure what you are thinking about, Okay? No one controls your thoughts except you. You control your thoughts. Okay? So, where you submit to, or when you submit to the inferior, what happens is like, uh, the inferior might be fear and, and anxiety. What does it do? It affects your identity because suddenly you feel like a failure. You feel like you can't handle this. But the Word of God says, you and I are sons of God. We are sons and daughters of the living God, okay? That is our identity. 
And the enemy, what he tries to do, he tries to affect our first love relationship um, th uh, through fear and through an anxiety. So when the love, when you and I are denied or we do not experience the presence and the love of God, fear and anxiety become the one closest to us. And it can be factual. It can be someone who's sick straight in right in front of your loved one, your child, your husband, your wife. But that is where you fill yourself with, through prayers. Lord, I, I give this to you now. And start to fill your mind with what God says. Alright? He's a faithful father. He's a perfect father. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Okay? So, things that are true. What are they? Things that are true are things that are absolute truth that sets us free. So, truth is not facts. Truth is that what actually sets you free. Okay? Truth sets free. It's not just the information thing. Things that are noble. Next one is noble. What does noble mean? Things that are honorable. The other meaning for this noble is things that are honorable. Meditate on these things that are honorable. The next one is just. What does just mean here? Just is righteous, innocent, and just. All right. Next one is pure. Meditate on what is pure. That is what is holy. That is what is sacred. Make sure your mind is filled with that. That what is lovely. What is lovely? That what is pleasing. That is what is agreeable. Good report. What is good report here? Good report is well reported of. Well reported of. The next one is uh, any virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is moral goodness and excellence. Okay, So moral goodness and excellence, this is important. And the last one is meditate that on that what is praiseworthy. All right, there's an, there's there's enough negative things that is not praiseworthy. Uh, you know, I, I just more and more nowadays, I try to be up to date with what's happening in the world because the world belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ, and we rule and reign with Him. So the earth is His footstool, and that is why the church is here because we need to rule and reign to bring God's kingdom and order here. So it's good to have information, but be careful that the information that you're getting from across the world doesn't become a source of anxiety or stress. Amen? Remember, God's economy is not this world's economy. So uh, it is not about what your check or what your uh, salary says at the end of the month. What God says, He's the provider, He's the source. Amen? He's the one that makes things happen. Your source is Jesus Christ. So, we don't ignore problems, okay? We don't do like a, a like the saying is, an ostrich putting its head in the sand. So we don't ignore problems, but we must we must not go and fuel them and uh, through different things because of stress and anxiety. So don't fuel 
problems. There's a problem, okay, this is the fact that my child is sick, uh, my family member is sick, um, don't feel about, oh my goodness, this can be this now, this again, because we, give, we feed the anxiety and fear. And what we do is we actually, without realizing it, we move ourselves away from the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which is the facts. Okay, so just remember that. So when I fill my mind with things that are righteous, things that are pure, what happens is I don't then approach a person. You know, there's a situation and it might be the, at the bank, it might be at the teller, you know, they took money they shouldn't have done, taken all this or whatever it might be, on a telephone call, uh, it could be the municipality bill, whatever it might be. But I, I don't go, I, I need to, when I meditate on these things in my mind, I then, my response to a person will not be abusive. You know what I'm speaking about? So it might be in your business, your work situation, and there might be a certain situation and they, they might have done things wrong or whatever. If you are respond out of anxiety and fear, then become, we become aggressive. Why? Because one of the aspects of, of fear is to attack, to fight. The other one is just to shut down and freeze. The other one is to flee or run or make excuses. So just remember those elements. So make sure that what your mind is filled with when you approach something. Because else you come with that intensity out of fear instead of out of peace. Amen. Jesus didn't respond to the soldiers, to the crowds, out of this fear. He responded out of love. He is the example. Amen. Let's have a look with John 13. John 13. John 13. The book of John 13. John 13, if you want to turn with me to there. And uh, <clears throat> we, uh, we know this, this story. This is basically um, uh, where, where Jesus is about to be crucified. He's with the disciples. Um, let's maybe have a look at verse 3 first. Verse 3, it says, Jesus, knowing that the Father, listen to this, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hand, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Alright, so what happens here is Jesus goes and practices illustrates what I've just been sharing with you, right? So, Jesus is about to go to the, the cross and um, he's about to go to the cross and what we see here, listen to me, what we see in verse 3 and 4, he's about to go to the cross. But what was he thinking about? What he did here was showing us what Jesus was thinking about just before he's about to go to the cross. Now this is the thing about anxiety and fear. Is that we might be facing a similar situation, crisis situation. But where do you go? What is your thoughts? Where are they at in that crisis situation that you're facing right now? Your child is sick. Your, your, your financial situations. Where are you in your mind? 
right? So here is a, um, this, this brilliant example of what's happening with Jesus here. So it tells us that what Jesus was thinking about the moment. Um, and Jesus goes and he washes the feet just before his crucifixion, all right? Um, some of us are sitting with uh, maybe unforgiveness. In all things yet he did not ha- uh, sin. Um, he says that he's gone through things that you and I will go through. Okay, it's not like he doesn't know what we're going to go through. So what, what we are going through, he's gone through. He can identify with what we're going through. But what we need to do is identify with what he went through and how he went through it. Are you with me? Because he's the perfect son. He's the perfect example. Amen. He's the pattern son. That's why he is our older brother. So, Jesus knowing, Jesus knowing he was conscious, okay? Jesus knowing that he was going to go to the cross. He was conscious that he was going to the cross. You might have a lot of facts speaking to you right now. You're conscious of it, okay? You might know that now. But Jesus knowing all things, was given into his hand. Now that verse 3 there says, all things, he knew it, that all things had been given into his hand. And I want to say, that the, the problem is a lot of us fear because we don't know the future. But our future is actually secured in Jesus. Do you understand why Jesus is the hope of the nations? Is because he is hope. Hope is not determined by your finances or health or whatever. He is our hope. Alright, so Jesus knowing that he was, he was conscious of what's going to happen. So, Jesus knowing all things that was given into his hands. Alright, so what happens, you're about to lose your life and everything is yours. Because that's what it says in verse 3. It says, Jesus knowing that the Father had uh, given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. Guess what, if you've Know Jesus, if you've given your heart to Him and made Him your Lord and Savior, we know the future. We know the future. You know, we know the end from the beginning. And it ends well. So our hope is in Him. All things have been put in His hand. Alright, so our inheritance is Him. Alright, so Jesus knowing all things uh, was given into His hand. So... Um, Jesus is about to lose his life, but on his mind is, I've already inherited everything. And this is the thing I want to tell you this morning. Um, You know what? We all go through challenges, trials, and tribulations. But everything is in his hand. doesn't matter when we go through things, through the valley of the shadow of death. You know what? In the valley of the shadow of death is sometimes the most intimate and closest place and times that you can be with Jesus. It is not just on the mountaintop. It is in the time of total distress that he prepares a feast in Psalm 23. A a feast before our enemies. He prepares it, him and us. And that's found the food and the table is tasted and seen that the Lord is good. It is a place of intimacy. Alright, so Jesus was thinking about his eternal purpose and eternal destiny just before he was to be betrayed. And I want to tell you, 
you know, we need to set our minds on things above. This is temporary. This is temporary. To lose things here is temporary. But to gain Jesus is eternal. And some of us have set our hearts more on the temporary things than the eternal things. Alright? Um, you know, it's even like loved ones. You know, um, those who've come to know Jesus, family members that have gone to be with the Lord. We will see them again. That's the hope. This great cloud of uh, witnesses that surround us, Hebrews 12, that surround us. Um, they, they are watching what we're busy doing and they're cheering us on. Go for it, go for it, go for it, you know. So um, that is the hope that we have as Christians. And don't lose your hope about circumstances. Yeah, keep your peace because He gives us that peace. Amen. So Jesus is thinking about this. He's thinking about eternity. And then He goes and He washes His disciples' feet. Alright. Um, when He went low and He washed the disciples' feet, He was revealing His security was not in the temporal. Because he, everything was placed into his hands. And I want to tell you, you might feel at the moment things are out of control. You might feel discouraged. You might feel betrayed. You might feel betrayed in your work. Business people, Christian business people, non-Christian business people. Um, but I want to encourage you with one thing. Um, that let us not react from a place of fear and anxiety. Else we become what that spirit He's trying to do. And that is that uh, to destroy those around us. Let us become the peacemakers. Let us become the city builders. Let us become people that are bringing about stability. Remember, I've said this before. Jesus is coming a second time. But if the church was not on earth, there would be no stability, no nothing. And that is why you and I have such an important part to play on this earth. To bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. People need to see how you and I respond. Just like Jesus responded in the times of turmoil and conflict. You and I become that letter written by the hand of God. Where people experience the peace of God and the love of God despite circumstances. So this morning I just want to uh, end off and I want to just pray for you this morning and uh, whatever situation you have. And I want to say this again, just remember this, that you do not have because you do not ask. That is what prayer is about. And I want you this morning um, that that make your requests known unto God. Alright? And uh that, that when we start to bring these before the Lord, what happens, God's going to start stepping into those certain situations. We are co-laborers. A lot of Christians are waiting for God to, to, to do things. That's not how it works. God put the church on earth and through the church, through the body of Christ, we're the ones that, that are to establish and to build and to bring His kingdom. Amen? So let, let me pray. Father, I thank you just as we heard this message this morning that where Paul and Jesus set these examples of how it is to walk in a time of turmoil and how to walk in a time of stress and anxiety, that there is a peace which surpasses all understanding and that, Lord, that we will not be reactive because of negative information. Even in this new week, Lord, I want to pray that despite any storms, 
that we'll be so aware of your presence in our lives. That we'll be so aware of your kindness, your goodness, your love. That joy will be a part of us, Lord. Because we know you have all things in your hand. You hold us in the palm of your hand. And Father, I just want to pray for those that family members might be sick right now. I pray for just supernatural touch of your hand and healing right now in Jesus' name. I release your healing right now for, for people that might be sick. I just release your peace right now, Lord. Your peace, I just release because my, even my words are spirit and life. And I release your word from my mouth right now in Jesus' name. And I speak your peace over every situation, every storm. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we will rule and reign with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And we look forward to you. May you be blessed in this week.